You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Welcome to Theology for the Rest of Us, the podcast that gives you quick answers to tough questions. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening. Man, I know I say this a lot uh, in in many of our episodes, but I mean it wholeheartedly. I I feel like I sound like a broken record, um, but I'm sincere. Thank you so much for listening. I am deeply humbled and so grateful that you would take time out to download this podcast. So many people retweeting and sharing it on social media and things like that. So to everyone, thank you a ton. All right, let's get into the meat of the show today. Uh, I'm going to keep this one short. Several of our last episodes have been very lengthy, and so I remember, you know, early on, I promised that our episodes would be in the six to twelve minute range, and many of our episodes have gone beyond that. So I want to keep this one short today. But I want to answer a question that I've been asked several times over the course of my life, and was recently asked again by a friend of mine, and that is, why did Jesus change? Peter's name. If you're not familiar, his name was originally Simon. And we actually see this in the Bible several times. Uh, not a bunch, but God does this multiple times. Uh, we see it with, with Abram, his name being changed to Abraham. We see it with Jacob, his name being changed to Israel. Saul of Tarsus becomes the Apostle Paul. And, and in many cases, it's because God gave them a, a new identity or a new mission, or, or they had an encounter with God, an experience with God. And he wanted uh, them to be branded by that new thing, by the new experience. He didn't want them to be known by their old identity, or he didn't want them identifying with their old mission. God gave them a new identity, new mission, and he wanted that uh, to brand them. He wanted them to be known by that. And so specifically with Peter, there's a really cool uh, element to his new name that I think really applies to all of us and really understanding how God views you. As we study the personality of this man, Simon, uh, this fisherman, we learn some things about him. We learn that Simon was a very emotional person. Right? He was the, the extreme uh, type A personality. One minute he's a super excited, ready to conquer the world with this great am- ambition and excitement. And, and the next day he's down in the dumps. He's depressed and he doesn't want to do anything. He's got no ambition, right? He's, he's, he's way up one day, way down the next. He's, he's uh, incredibly subjective, lacks objectivity. He's irrational at times. Um, he's an exaggerator. He's extremely sensitive. I mean, we, we see this sort of uh, nature where he's inconsistent, he's flaky, and he's not really someone who's all that dependable You because know, you're not really sure what you're going to get. You know, in one moment, he's bold enough to attack a Roman soldier and take out a sword and swipe his ear, right? They cut off the ear of a Roman soldier. That's pretty bold. And then... Not too long later, a few moments later, he is he is uh, being bullied or being being intimidated by a little middle school girl, right? I mean, like this crazy paradox we see in this guy Simon, very up and down, and therefore he's inconsistent. You wouldn't want to depend on him because you're not sure what version of of Simon you're going to get. However, Jesus looks beyond that. Jesus sees greatness and potential in in Simon. And he says, Simon, I'm going to change your name. You're going to be called Peter. And the word Peter literally meant big rock or big boulder. In the first century, they would use these large rocks 
to to be in the foundation of a building. So when you were building a building, you wanted big, strong rocks that were solid, that were consistent, that you could depend upon. And and that is what Jesus is calling Simon. He's saying, Simon, you are a Peter. You are a big boulder. You are a rock. You are stable. You're the one I'm going to depend upon. And, and this is crazy, right? Because Simon's track record, Simon's personality had proven that he wasn't that. But Jesus wasn't looking at the exterior. Jesus wasn't. Jesus was not looking at the man who stood before him. Jesus was look beyond, looking beyond that to see the greatness and the potential inside of Simon, and he calls it out. Man, th- this is the beauty of of Jesus that he doesn't look at our exterior. That he looks beyond that. That he doesn't look at our folly and our stupidity, our selfishness, our depravity, our our inconsistencies. He looks beyond that, not to what we are, but to what he knows we can become. See, God has indwelled each human with gifts and talents and potential. And Jesus says, I love you, and I love you enough to look past what you are to what I know what you could become. And Jesus makes this fierce commitment to Peter. Uh, he He... He mentors him. He spends time with him. He develops him. He draws out the greatness. He looks beyond the current to what he knows is on the inside. He calls out the potential and he draws it out. Motivated by incredible love and confidence in Simon, he calls him Peter and he mentors him. And eventually, Peter does become the rock that Jesus said he would become. And that's what Jesus does with you. He doesn't look at your current stage. He looks at the greatness on the inside of you and he calls it out and he's fiercely committed to you. You see, Jesus desperately loves you and he'll do whatever it takes to draw the greatness out of you. God sees greatness in you. He sees potential in you and he wants to call that out. Again, he has confidence in you. He believes in you. He doesn't see you as an inconsistent man. He says, yeah, yeah, that's how the world sees you. But I want you to identify with what I see in you. Jesus sees greatness in us. And we see that, that, that Peter does indeed become that leader. He's the guy that takes the baton and he runs with it, right? You know, Jesus mentors these small group of men. And, and then as he leaves the earth, he ascends. Man, this small group of men take the gospel to the ends of the world they, and they lead the church into you know into the second half of the of the first century you know uh, he, peter is the leader of this group of people he is the first leader of the church after jesus he's the one that takes the torch he's the one that inherits the legacy and he drives it forward in an incredible fashion he's a great leader he does so many great things for the gospel he writes portions of the bible and eventually he dies on a cross you know, for his faith. He dies because he believes in Jesus. And at the end of his life, he says, no, 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 I'm not even worthy to die in the same way Jesus did. Please crucify me upside down. And that's what they did. Peter, he was Simon. He was inconsistent. But because Jesus looked past that, he saw greatness in Peter, called it out. And Peter became the great leader that we know of today. God sees greatness on us, that he loves us in spite of our inconsistencies and our failures, and that he is fiercely committed to us, even when we are inconsistent in our commitment to him. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode has been helpful and an encouragement to you. If you have a question about this episode or any episode, or if you have a topic that you'd like to have addressed on the podcast, please shoot me an email, heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. 
If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a sailor!